I have actually a mental health journal that I'm actually working on too. Um, and I'm looking to start creating illustrations and children books that touch on all of the things that I've learned myself and that has benefited me in my own personal journey and the things that I wish I learned as a child um, because I know it would have cut through all the things that I had to figure out by myself now um, and I think it would be beneficial to so many people um, so creating journals not journals books children books that are about mental health, self-care, emotions, learning about emotions and that they're okay. They're, it's okay to express yourself. Um, learning about ways of self-love, how to speak to yourself, how to not detach, how to not attach yourself to all of your thoughts and your, your feelings. And it's okay to have thoughts. Sometimes you'll have intrusive thoughts. It does not mean that's who you are. And like, so creating these books, um, that teach kids how to love themselves authentically, how to love others openly, and how to express themselves um, unapologetically and be confident in themselves and who they are and all of who they are. Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. We have an extremely talented and special guest today, Aria. Um, She has been a lifelong artist, crafting her creations from a range of mediums, selling her drawings within her community, and nurturing a deep passion for the interplay of color and emotion. Over the years, her artistic journey had its highs and lows, but she has recently discovered her love for creation again, expression and sharing her art. Her current artistic practice revolves around therapeutic art forms like crafts, journaling, visual arts, and self-discovery. Through this, she aims to strengthen her self-connection and foster connections with others, enabling them with the tools to explore their true selves while also delving delving into subjects such as mental health, self-awareness, self-care, and personal growth. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you again for joining us, and uh, how's it going? Thank you for having me. It's going well, trying to keep it together, kind of feel like I have a little cold going on, so um, managing that, but I feel pretty good. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us, um, can you share a little bit about your artistic journey um, and how you first discovered your passion for art? Um, well, I've been an artist like my entire life. I've been making art for as long as I can remember on like holidays. I used to get those little 
cheap craft sets um, that you just open with the little color pencils and the dry water paints. And I just be making things. Um, and I tried things out when I was younger, just in my room, making stuff by myself. Um, but uh, growing up, it wasn't really encouraged as a career. Um, art is always seen as like, or has always been seen when I was younger as like the starving artist as a career if you're thinking of going into arts. So that's kind of how it was always perceived by me when I was growing, growing up. Um, so I eventually kind of, as I got older, fell out of my art practice and the joy that it was bringing me. Um, and I started shifting my, uh, I guess, career pursuits in different areas, still within the lines of my joys. Like I was at one point wanted to get into working with animals, um, become a veterinarian, eventually wanted to be a wildlife biologist. Um, and at some point I just realized it's not really what I want to do. Like I do love animals, um, but it just doesn't seem like it would be something I want to do. So I went to school for art. Um, it was a very difficult decision, like getting to that point. Um, and that was when I was in high school. I was dealing with a lot of mental health difficulties at that point as well. So going to college in, in general was already just a big decision that I ended up making um, at the end of a very long road of like ups, ups and downs. But I did go to school for art. I was studying for my BFA. I went to college at Clarion originally. And um, I was painting, I was really finding so much joy in it. I really loved it. Um, I was able to create whatever I wanted at this particular school. The painting, um, the painting courses were pretty great and my uh, professor was amazing. She taught us a lot, but she also allowed us to have that freedom of our individuality when it came to our craft to make what we want to do, make whatever we wanted and wherever our imagination took us but she also guided us with the teachings that she gave us and gave us new lessons and how we can incorporate them, them into our own ideas. Um, so I really did appreciate that particular professor for that. Um, and at that point, I was really just loving art. Eventually, I ended up transferring to Temple just due to discomforts being in the area that I was in for school. It was um, a predominantly white town. Um, and not the best when it came to people that weren't white. So I wasn't comfortable there anymore. Um, so I transferred to Temple, came back home. Um, and while I was more comfortable in the town, I ended up struggling in school uh, because it was a PWI. Um, and a majority of people in my course were white. Most of my peers were white. Most of my work was black, <laughs> black art. Black history, Black struggle was like the majority of my message in my practice at that point um, in my craft. So I really struggled with making those connections with my peers and even my professors when it came to the work that I was making and getting feedback. And another struggle was that I lost that individuality when it came to creating work. We had these particular assignments that we had to do. You have to, everyone has to do this and that. Or... And it became more so me structuring my art for grades and less so me structuring my art for joy and how I can create myself and find better ways to express myself. Um, so I eventually 
started to not like making art. It became a chore uh, assignment, something that I had to do to get through the day. And I was really depressed and it was just really horrible for my mental health, just being and also being in school with the pressures of all of that as well. Um, so eventually the pandemic happened. <laughs> Everything shut down. Um, and I was stuck in a house, no longer had an art studio to be painting. So I had to find creative ways to start working. Um, and with that, professors had to be a lot more lenient with how we were creating work, which allowed me a lot more creative freedom, which I ended up really appreciating. And it created that shift in my craft again, where I started to find the joy in making work and expressing myself and um, just finding my individuality and experimentation and creativity and getting back into the joy of curiosity when it came to crafts and creating. Um, I didn't have to stick to a particular structure. I didn't have to use particular mediums. I could use whatever I wanted. So I started using African wax fabrics and oil pastels. And I made a shift from my work um, subject at that point, because like I said, it was very deeply um, rooted in Black history and struggle more so. So it was also heavy on myself um, and my mental health. Came to like the study and the research of it, um, and I started doing landscapes. And through that, I felt so much peace, so much joy, and so much balance with my art. Um, and it became a very tranquil and meditative practice for me. Um, mm. And I found like that was what I wanted from my work, and that is what brought me joy. And just really just started my journey towards loving my art practice again and loving making art because before that I haven't well before yeah before that I wasn't really painting much and that's crazy since I was a painting major um but I was kind of finding alternatives around using paint um in school um especially like my last few years I ended up transferring over from Clarion so a lot of my painting courses are were already over so I was doing a bunch of other courses that didn't require painting a lot of art history because that was my minor also. Um, so this kind of just jump-started my love for art again. And since then, I've just been on a path of just experimenting, curiosity, having that childlike um, mentality when it came to art and what I can make and there not being any limitations and art being so subjective and you just creating art is more so being the art instead of the final result. The art is the process and the feelings that you have throughout that whole experience of making a piece. And that's kind of what my practice has become, the art of creating, I guess. Mm, yeah. I love that. Um, you mentioned mental health. Um, how does your art, or how does creating your art help balance you out? It really grounds me and it brings me to a stillness within myself and makes me present um while creating work it could sometimes be hard to just get started but once I do it's just me in that process um I realize the best moments of me making art are when I don't have an end goal in mind. I don't have a full art plan and I'm just making things because I don't have any expectations or pressures on, my, on myself. And I just allow myself to do whatever I want, experiment, use the mediums and the tools that I have to create whatever I feel like or create whatever's in my mind and whatever's coming to me in that moment. But I'm also being very present and still 
with that practice. I'm not doing much else other than being there with the piece. And I've noticed a lot of my joy comes from silence as well. Like I really love being in silence. I love stillness. I love quiet. Um, I'm not big on watching TV <laughs> either anymore. So I won't have much on in the background. I might have some sounds um, playing, maybe music, but that also just ends up being drowned out. It's just me being still with myself um, and one with my art and creating that work and the process of the, t the technique, the movements that go along with it and creating it and just experimenting, trying new things, seeing how one material may react to another and mm. using new things you may not think of using. Like I started using like wooden cabinets or towels to start making work and seeing how that just reacts with specific mediums. Like if I add paint to this surface, how is it going to react? Maybe I should do this next time. And just being there, being still and being present and curious in every action and not attaching myself to anything too much and allowing things to just happen and be and finding the beauty in that has been so beneficial to my mental health because it also transfers over to everything else that I do. Um, because when it comes to just life, I realize things are, it just is what it is. Like you can find a beauty in it um, or you could be sad about it or you could be hurt or whatever. Um, but it's just finding ways to be creative with whatever whatever it is that you have and being grateful for that and finding joy in that and being present in that as well. Um, so it's just been beneficial in that and being able to get back in that state has been really helpful for grounding me. Um, so I'm not so cluttered in my mind. It gives me um, clarity. I'm no longer just my my mind goes quiet. Everything is just still, and it's just me and my art, um, and that ends up transferring over to the rest of my life. Just creating that balance of work and stillness, and finding ways to merge the two. I lo I love well being present. That 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 really resonated with me, right? Because you know, I, a lot of us here on the planet deal with like you know depression or you know some type of mental anguish right and I think a lot of it is um us not being present in the present moment but mm -hmm. we're focusing on maybe what happened to us in the past or creating different scenarios that may happen to us in the future and not being in the present moment which is um which is what a lot of us need to practice you know just being here being present and and understanding what's right in front of us right then and there. I agree. Um, anxiety is something that I really struggled with a lot um, growing up and it got really bad while in college, going through the whole thing at, more so at Temple um, mm. and having that struggle with connecting with my peers, no longer having that joy with my art and having the pressures of all my academic work on top of me while also working. Cause while in school, I was working three jobs. Um, I'm in school with a major minor and certification that I'm taking courses for. And it was a lot, I no longer had that outlet of my art. Um, and I was just trying to find ways to manage, but I also was drowning in my anxiety and depression. So it was just so much going on that was just so difficult for me to manage. Um, by myself, I definitely ended up 
going to therapy, um, which helped me so much. I was lucky to be able to have therapists at Temple that were free um, access um, to help me through things. And I was even luckier to find a Black woman therapist, which was extremely helpful. Um, and the mental health system is pretty hard to get into, and it's even harder to find support when you're a Black, um, black woman or a Black man. So I was just grateful to be able to have that. Um, and even within that system, it was still difficult just being able to have consistency um, because I did end up switching therapists a few times just due to their in difficulties instead of my home. Um, but regardless, I did end up having great therapists throughout my whole time there. Um, and they were very beneficial. And also the big thing for me is I really love to learn um, when it comes to personal development. I love exploring myself, understanding why, asking myself questions and figuring things out on my own end um, and doing that kind of self-therapy to come to the root of things. Because a lot of people can struggle with opening up to people to others when it comes to like being in therapy. And that's actually something that I did struggle with myself because um, I was honestly in like counseling and therapy since about 11th grade, um, like in and out just due to mental difficulties. And I realized like as I got older and the more work that I did with myself, with like my self-therapy and my self-education, I noticed that I wasn't really opening up. I wasn't sharing enough with them to be able to make that change and make those that growth within myself and to be able to let them see that as well. Um, it was a lot of me holding back of what I was sharing just due to fear and like just insecurities. But when it came to talking to myself, I realized I had to be my most honest, my most true if I did want to make changes, if I did want to grow and if I did want to become the person that I know I can be and that I would want to be and that I should be. Well, not even should because I don't really like using that word, but I could be. Um, instead of constantly holding myself in fear and thinking of myself as someone who is full of fear. So I kind of tried to release myself of that and get help um, professionally, but also internally um, in making that step with myself. Um, because you don't always have to go to a professional therapist. You just really have to be honest with yourself and be willing to put in the work to make that change. If you are at a point where you can't do something by yourself and you're not able to recognize it, you definitely should go to a professional and get that guidance, get that help and get that support, whether it's inpatient or out. But um, sometimes if you're not at like an extreme desperate need, you just need to be able to be honest with yourself and be willing to put in the work to understand yourself and do better. Um, outside of therapy, I realized meditation was also a really big practice for me. And I actually started that in 11th grade as well. Um, I was lucky enough to have a teacher who had us start our meditation course um, in our high school. And I honestly hated it. <laughs> it was the worst course uh, for me. And it was seemed so irrelevant. Um, and I was falling asleep every time. Like, it was not working. I don't <laughs> how does this supposed to go? Um, but by the end of the course, it was, it helped me so much. Like it was so beneficial. Um, and even when it came to like graduation, I ended up getting an award for that class, which was surprising. Um, nice. but it was, it benefited me in so many more, in so many ways that I never would have expected. Um, and it was just really helpful. And I also struggled with like anger management issues. So it played a major role in that as well. And finding ways to 
ground myself, be still, be present, and be aware and not attach myself to these thoughts. And I feel like that's a big thing that should be brought up when it comes to anxiety, um, mm. not attaching yourself to your thoughts enough because that's one of the main things to anxiety, being caught up in the cycle, in the negative spiral of what can be or what ifs, um, and what if this happens, and they're almost always negative. Um, so it's okay to have thoughts, and it's not like you shouldn't be thinking these things, because thoughts are going to be there. Um, they come, they go. It's just not attaching yourself to it and getting stuck in that spiral of this is it, this is the end or be all. So... I was lucky enough to have those few things that helped me get through it. Um, and through my work, I try to create ways for others to learn that as well. Like I have my coloring journal, which has different uh, writing prompts to encourage you to find more positives in your life instead of getting stuck on the negatives. And it's intended for you, to, it's intended to be a, a meditative coloring journal. So there are stencils in there for you to start working on and you just be still and be present, you and the piece, you and your materials, instead of constantly being stuck in whatever thoughts you're in. It's just you clearing your mind, being with the coloring journal, there are puzzles in there, there are daily affirmations, because that was a major key to my self-esteem personally and learning how to love myself, care for myself and value myself. Um, so those those things really just were the starting point to my journey when it came to working through my anxiety. I have really bad general anxiety, and it's something that I really take pride in, like my growth when it comes to my mental health, because I'm in such a much better place now, especially when it comes to my anxiety and even more when it comes to my depression. So um, just being able to find someone who can help you while also taking those steps to help yourself is really important. I love that, you know, and at the end of the end of the day, as an artist, if you're going through something, just leave it all on the canvas, mm -hmm. you know, just release that and don't let it hang on to you. Just let it go. Yeah. Um, in your bio, you mentioned that uh, you work with various me mediums. Um, can you tell us about your favorite medium and why? Mm -hmm. I think at this point it's becoming... <laughs> Oil pastel. Um, I think I found a really good medium between uh, graphite and paint. Um, I realized after being in school, I found it difficult to start painting and using paint. Um, just due to my space restrictions, um, chemicals, and um, the process of paint is so much, like getting started, setting up the paint, mixing the paints, painting, clean up. Clean up is the worst. Like, I am the worst at cleaning my brushes. <laughs> and then I have to come clean them before I start the next painting because I didn't clean them after. So it's just like that whole process ended up being more stressful than anything. And with oil pastels, I realized um, it's a great middle ground. Um, and while I end up drawing, and I know I'm amazing at it, I don't like using black and white. And I don't like how long it takes to get... Um, things done um because i'll end up thinking about when it's going to be over and i also love adding color to my work um in graphite i don't get that much and i use color pencils in my work too but i don't enjoy having it be the main piece uh the main medium for my work um and when i start a piece i like to finish it as soon 
as possible. So I like to keep it within a small time frame because usually I won't get back to it. <laughs> um, so oil pastel has become a great middle ground for that. I'm able to incorporate my colors, um, blending color um, theories and symbolisms while also incorporating my drawing techniques and my skill in that area as well. Um, and it's also one of the mediums that are easy to clean, easy to use, and um, pretty easy to manipulate as well. It's not easy to, when it comes to like blending, when it comes to paint. I'm pretty amazing at mixing paint colors. <laughs> and I struggle with being able to get that same blend when it comes to oil pastel or the same detail because just how they're structured. But I still found the joy in it and the joy in the process of using those materials and learning how to work with what I have and being happy with that and finding new ways to manipulate that and finding new materials to incorporate. So even though I can't work as detailed as I usually would with a paintbrush or a pencil, I use other mediums to carve out extra details and add that extra detail that I've been wanting or the extra texture um, that I envision in my mind. So that's when it comes with the extra mediums or the childlike curiosity and experimentation, like just using what I love, but also finding ways to incorporate other mediums and um, experiment to see how I can amplify this or express myself better with these materials as well. Um, I'm starting to get into clay. Um, I honestly surprised myself with the first time I, I did clay and I made a, like a sculpture head for my last exhibition and it was pretty cool. I was like, wow, I'm pretty skilled, skilled at this. <laughs> I did a clay uh, major, um, but now I know and I'm going to experiment with that medium more and incorporate that with my painting. Um, I realized I do love, I still love using paint. Um, I'm just not sure how much I prefer to use it on a canvas anymore. And even when it comes to my oil pastels, I use, when it comes to the canvas, I'm not so stuck on the white canvas on a frame anymore. I love African wax fabric and I love using paper. Um, so like I said, I found my joy when I got back into painting using African wax fabric and oil pastels, making landscapes. And I've been using African wax fabric and oil pastels since um, I've started getting back into portrait pieces now, um, but I'm still mixing that with the African wax fabric and I'm using paper and mixing all of these mediums um, to make multiple pieces um, and various ideas, different subject matters. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, what motivates and inspires you as an artist, especially when facing creative challenges? Um, I think the thing that motivates me is my passion for expression and authenticity um, and personal development. I realized looking back on all of my art, it's really just a story of my life. Um, and they're just different chapters. Um, 
So from like my work at Clarion to my work to Temple, the work during the pandemic, um, all of those are different chapters. Even like work all the way back to my high school days. All of them are different chapters of my life and they're different stories and they all tell my story and where I was, where my mind was, where my creativity was and how it all impacted me. Um, and some work I even made um, a while ago and I didn't know what I was making at that point. I was just making things with no idea in mind. Um, but even looking back on that is finding, I'm able to find my story in that as well. So I think what really inspires me is being able to tell my story through my work and be my most authentic self um, and allowing me to create without judgment of myself um, and just curiosity and exploration of who I am and all of my different aspects and all of my different personalities um, because people can vary in who they are and who you are is continuously evolving, hopefully. I'm, I'm personally continuously evolving and I'm changing and I know um, I'm not perfect, but I really enjoy to find, I really enjoy finding my growth with my work um, because it shows the growth within who I am as an individual. Um, a lot of my work used to be pretty heavy and pretty dark and honestly depressing. <laughs> and it really reflected where I was and how I was and how I thought about things and where my mind constantly was in life. Um, and looking at my work straight up, you probably wouldn't think about who I am as a person because it's not that direct. Um, but if you spoke to me and I told you my whole story, you'll see how it reflects in my in my art, in the subject matter, and what I'm making, and how I'm making it. Um, and I realize a lot of my work is really just a self-portrait of me and all of my different personas. Um, like even this painting behind me is just another version of me and all of my different as all of the different aspects of who I am. Um, so being able to express myself through my work is one of my biggest um, joys and motivations. And I just want to be able to create work that other people can connect to and feel something from. Um, because my work is a way of me letting out my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, um, so that I'm not holding it in and being able to let other people connect to that and feel as though they don't have to hold it in either always just brings me joy um, to make those connections with other people. Um, could you describe your current artistic practice um, from idea to fruition? Like what are the steps? Creating my work. Yeah. Um, it varies on what I'm making. Um, some things take planning, um, like the coloring journal. Uh, I'm making more journals. So it's like planning out what I want the journal to be. Um, and with that journal, I planned it out a year in advance. Like I had an idea and I'm big on manifestation and like law of attraction and all of that and just speaking things into existence. So 
I love post-it notes. I have post-its all over my room. That also was a big key to my uh, mental health, um, writing just affirmations, quotes, and all of that. But when it comes to this business as well, I just put a bunch of different things on a post-it note and stick it on my wall. And even though it may not be something that I'm looking at directly every day, it's still something that I see, something that I remember to look at and I see in passing. So I did like a quick thumbnail. So like a quick sketch of what I wanted and what I had in my mind for this journal. And I put it on the wall. I wrote like notes next to it about the little details, put it on my wall and it was just there. And like throughout the year, I was just slowly coming back to that idea. Um, and I wasn't directly looking at the post-it. It was just something that was in the back of my mind. Um, and I just kept coming back, started making new stencils on my iPad, making new stencils, new stencils. And then I started reflecting on my own life and the things that helped me with my own personal journey and what the questions were I was at, that I was asking myself, what the things were that I was thinking about and giving my attention to and what was bringing me joy. And I started using all of those answers and personal understandings to create the daily affirmations, the puzzles, the journal prompts in there. And it all ended up just coming together at the end. Um, so I've kind of just been going with the flow of life um, and letting things come as they come and creating with that. So my whole personal journey had a big influence in everything that I do currently in my work practice. Um, personal development is a major key to everything in my practice at this point. Um, and being balanced with myself and being able to express that with my work and um, reflect that in the practices that I, that I have and that I do. Um, so I was continuously working on myself and um, reflecting on that and then coming back to the journal. Work on myself, reflect, create. Work, reflect, create. Um, and that is a big key. I realize in a lot of my work, even with some of the practices, like my practices, some of the projects that I have going on right now is all a reflection of my personal growth, my personal development and me wanting to share that with other people in a way that is easy to understand um, and easy to practice and start more so. I don't want it to be difficult. I don't want it to be overwhelming. I just want it to be uh, easy start for you to start your own journey and your own process. So right now I'm about to work on, <laughs> I'm working on a few uh, illustration projects, but they're a reflection of all of the growth that I've made myself and all of the discoveries and the things that I've learned throughout my personal development journey. So that incorporates research throughout my own journey. I love researching, I love reading, I love videos. Um, I listen to a lot of personal development, um, mental health, and all of those things on YouTube. Um, so that incorporated in my research and my personal studies. Um, and all of that ends up reflecting over into my art practice and what my ideas are of what I want to make. I do thumbnails. 
Um, and I get back to those projects as time goes on and when I feel like it's the right time, when I feel like I'm ready to actually move forward with that craft. Um, and when it's done, then it's done. And I put it out there and I share it with others. And um, oftentimes it's taken very well, which is always exciting. Um, but on the other side of that, when it comes to my more therapeutic and meditative practice, and less so the business planned out side of it. Um, I sometimes when I feel like I might be in an artist block where I went too long without creating work, because like I said, that creates the balance of my work life um, and allows me that stillness to sit and be present. I um, take a small piece of paper, nothing too big. I don't work on anything like large scale because it takes longer and it may not get done. And that can just cause more like stress and anxiety and pressure on myself. So I'll take a small piece of paper and I'll start working on something. Um, and I'll give myself a few materials that I choose to work with and I'll create work with those pieces, with those materials and let my mind do whatever it wants and I'll start create, creating from there. Or I just recently started looking back at old work and recreating something from that as well. Um, and when I say old work, I mean like elementary school, <laughs> uh, elementary school, like journals um, and uh, what are they, sketchbooks? Because I realized that was the time I was my most creative. That's before the whole, you shouldn't be an artist uh, thoughts started coming in or like that's not realistic and all of that that's when I was at my most I feel like created an unlimited unlimited self like I was so out of the box so many colors I was creating different like creatures and all of these things so I kind of stepped back into that idea and recreate that um, and it brings me that joy of being imaginative with my work um, while also still creating something and being present and finding that love and stillness um, in my practice and within myself and finding that meditative state of emptying my mind, um, not attaching myself to anything and just being one with my art and one with the present moment. So my whole practice varies depending on what I'm creating and um, how I'm really feeling. But I have a few different ways of creating work and how I go about it. Mm. Sounds like um, freedom. Okay, so this is a two-part question. Um, we originally found you on social media, I think via TikTok or Instagram, one of them, right? Um, so, okay, how do I want to ask this? How do you balance the personal and emotional aspects um, of your art with the desire of connecting to a wider audience? That's the first question, right? And the second question is, um, how important is social media for you to show your art? Okay, can you ask the first one again? Um, how do you balance the personal and emotional aspects of your art with the desire to connect with a wider audience? Um. I've been working on the idea of detachment a lot when it comes when it comes to my work, um, and especially the detachment 
when it comes to the idea of others and how they may perceive what I choose to put out there because everyone has their own opinion, their own perspectives and work and art in general is so subjective. Um, and that's one of the things that I love about it. Like everyone can have their own perspective and their own opinions. Um, all I can do is really just allow myself to be who I am and create what I choose and want to create. And it took me a while to actually get to this point of just creating whatever it is that I want instead of creating something that I feel like others might like. Um, and I love that I'm here and I'm at this point because that is what brings me the most joy and the most freedom when it comes to creating. Um, and that allows me the most joy when it comes to someone connecting with my work. Um, at one point I was doing a lot of commission work. So I'll take people with opinions or you should do this, you should do that. Oh, you should make more of these. And I would, um, but I realized at one point I was, it was just adding to the things of me hating art or me hating wanting to make art or me not wanting to make art anymore. And I just didn't like that feeling of not having the thing that brings me so much joy. Um, be there anymore and it became more of business more of a chore more of a job when it's more so a creative outlet for me and I feel like that's something that becomes difficult when it comes to artists who sell their work finding a balance between business and creativity um there's so much that you can create, um, but you don't have to create it. Like I know I'm a talented artist. I know I can do so many different things and so many different styles and subjects, but just because I can do it doesn't mean I have to. Um, and someone may want me to, doesn't mean I have to. There are so many different artists in the world and that's something that I love to um, do and connect on to so many different subjects styles, materials, and mediums, and all of that, and talking to other artists and making those connections in that areas and seeing what different people are making and what brings them joy in their own practice um, and making those connections um, because it not only just makes me feel better about my work and the things that I'm making and knowing that I'm making the things that makes me feel good and they're making the things that make them feel good, but it also allows those connections for when you do get that person who says, oh, can you make this? Or do you make that? Or, oh, you should do it like this or you should do it like that. I'm like, no, I do it like this, but you can go to this person who does what you like. Or there's this person over here who you can look look at and talk to if this is your interest. Um, so finding that balance of, Detachment, but also not being fully detached at the same time. Like, I don't mind making those connections when it comes to new people and crafts and getting people feedback as well. But I also don't allow it to dictate how I create my work and what I am creating because there are so many artists and there's such a variety of art styles out there that you can choose from. If mine isn't it, that is fine. <laughs> don't mm -hmm. try to how to do my work and how to create my craft and how to express myself. So, yeah. Did that answer the question? I think it answered it. Did, it. it did. Okay. And uh, the second part of the question is how um, important is social media for your art to showcase your art? Uh, that's what I've been trying to figure out, honestly. 
I am the the more I come I come to understand myself and the more I come to learn myself and become more aware with myself, I realize I really do not like social media. Like mm. it is not it for me is nothing but a distraction, honestly. And it's not like there's a bunch of negativity on my social media or anything. Like I'm very strict on what I consume um, and what I allow myself to look at. Um, so there's like a lot of affirmations, mental health, and a bunch of other artists that I follow on my page. Um, but like other people, I can easily get stuck in the whole cycle of scrolling. Mm -hmm. I'm someone who really loves to be productive. I love to work. I love to create. Um, so getting stuck in a cycle of scrolling ends up triggering more so my anxiety. So part of being self-aware and being honest is looking at myself, looking at what things create what reactions um, and what effects. So cause and effect, what is causing this and what is the effect so the cause of my anxiety can easily come from me scrolling for hours because now I'm scrolling, I'm thinking about the things I'm not doing, the things I want to be doing, the things I could be doing. And now I'm anxious because I'm not doing that. And since I'm anxious, now I'm stuck on my phone and I'm scrolling. Um, and I realize sometimes I might, I like I'll post my art on there, but then I'll get stuck in my system of scrolling. So when it comes to social media, it's like, uh, love hate and i also love the fact that i can connect with so many different artists especially through tiktok i love tiktok when it comes to connecting with artists talking communicating making those connections and learning especially like i can learn so much on tiktok um but it's just getting stuck in the cycle of scrolling and i'm learning that i really love in-person connections um which is really new for me um it took me a while to get to this point of being open and being able to talk to people, learning how to talk to people and learning how to express myself. Um, and that came with my own personal self-awareness and personal development journey and being able to know myself and be able to talk about myself and express myself. Um, but I realized I really love in-person connections because when you're intentional, when you're aware of yourself and when you are manifesting, you attract the right people to you and you make the right connections and you're having the right conversations that you were craving and all of that. And you're meeting those people that bring you life as you also pour life into others. And I love that. Um, and on social media, you can find that as well, but like I said, you can get stuck in the scrolling cycle, and it's not as personal either. And things can get so lost in translation through social media, just like texting, um, the tone isn't always there. Um, so it's such a, like I said, it's a love-hate relationship with social media. I'm on a break right now. I'm not really on there much. Um, I'm really... In my, I'm really in a point of just creating, planning, developing, and learning. Like, I'm having so, like, I was honestly thinking about this before the interview, like, how much I love that I'm not on social media right now. Like, I've been so productive. I've been so creative. I've been getting so much done um, when it comes to my plans and my ideas. And I kind of get get stuck on the thought of I should be on Instagram. I should be sharing this. I should be doing that. But then it comes back to the whole thing of me not saying should. I don't have to. It's okay if I'm not. 
Um, I shouldn't be doing anything but what I'm doing now. And if that's benefiting me, then that's all that's important. So I come and go when it comes to social media because social media is not the end all be all. I find other ways to make connections. I find other ways to talk to people. I go out, I make connections in real life. I go to exhibitions, I go to events. I'll make connections just randomly. Um, like at my job, I'll meet people there or Uber rides. I meet so many people just getting an Uber, like drivers and having great connections. So just finding other alternatives to make those connections um, and making them authentically um, being myself and being present in that um, instead of sharing. Because I can share my authentic self on social media as well, but it takes away from me being present in my actual life because I'm stuck in my phone. So there's just finding that balance. Um, another alternative to that is like scheduling posts. So I do that also. So I don't have to particularly be on social media, but I'm still sharing. Um, but yeah, I honestly would like a social media manager <laughs> just to be able to put my work out more out there and have it be more seen and recognized by others. Um, it's just doing it myself. I know myself and I know that I get stuck in a cycle sometimes um, and I don't care for that much. You are not the only one. Um, I have a, a few more questions for you. Um, what future projects or goals are you excited about um, pursuing as of now? My coloring journals. Uh, I have actually a mental health journal that I'm actually working on too. Um, and I'm looking to start creating illustrations and children books mm. that touch on all of the things that I've learned myself and that has benefited me in my own personal journey and the things that I wish I learned as a child um, because I know it would have cut through all the things that I had to figure out by myself now um, and I think it would be beneficial to so many people um, so creating journals not journals, books, children books that are about mental health, self-care, emotions, learning about emotions and that they're okay. They're, it's okay to express yourself. Um, learning about ways of self-love, how to speak to yourself, how to not detach, how to not attach yourself to all of your thoughts and your, your feelings. And it's okay to have thoughts. Sometimes you'll have intrusive thoughts. It does not mean that's who you are. And like, so creating these books um, that teach kids how to love themselves authentically, how to love others openly, and how to express themselves um, unapologetically and be confident in themselves and who they are and all of who they are. Um, yeah, and finding ways of expressing themselves well. So also incorporating like meditation, breathing techniques and all of that within these books. Um, because I think kids are often, and I, I really love the whole thing with like gentle parenting that's been going around and like being respectful of your child. But I often feel like kids' feelings and thoughts are often overlooked and seen as just, you're a kid, what do you know? And things like that. But looking back on myself, 
by making things that I wish I had. It was like being a kid, I knew I was very aware. Like I was very aware of my surroundings at a very young age. I knew a lot that was going on and I knew I had a lot of big feelings, but I didn't know how to express them. I didn't know what they were. Um, and I didn't have a space to safely talk about it or express myself without feeling like um, it was going to be just dismissed. So creating books for kids can learn about their feelings, how to express them, learn about all of the different feelings and that they are normal um, and creating that space for them to be safe. I'm also working on journals for adults, a mental health journal um, for personal development more so that teaches you about mental health, mental health awareness, breathing techniques when it comes about to like anxiety or like panic attacks and things like that. Um, meditation techniques. I love mandalas. That's big in my work. Um, and journal, personal reflect, personal development, like reflection topics for you to journal about. Um, just to jumpstart your um, self-awareness journey and figuring out who you are, um, how it is you express yourself, what it is that you want how you can achieve that, um, how you can be grateful for what you have, how you can be present with what you have and all of those things um, without getting caught up in societal, societal standards, I guess. And I'm also working on an uh, exhibition for next year, which nice. is exciting. I'm planning to work with a few women to create a recreate an exhibition that I just like my last exhibition was my first solo exhibition it was called hear me out and it was all about black women's hair and the hair experience so mm. next year I plan to recreate that with a few women and make it a group exhibition a traveling exhibition um and currently looking for funding for that <laughs> sponsors and everything because I want it to be free and accessible to as many people as possible um, because I know money is something that holds a lot of people back, especially when it comes to artists and what they have access to. And personally, that's something that I d dealt with. So I want it to be accessible and free to the artists and all of those that are participating in the actual event. Um, but I want it to be a, a place to give a platform to emerging Black artists that are coming up and creating work um, that celebrates their Blackness, their experiences, their self-love and that embodies self-love empowerment and joy when it comes to being a black individual and creating that space of love and a space of community when it comes to the hair experience um, because whether it's like in a barbershop a hair salon or even in like maybe a friend's house you're still building that community and that connection and I want that to be the space what the space is creating and building and I want it to be um a space of learning, a connection, and creativity, curiosity, and education. So if I can make that um, accessible to others, um, that's just going to bring me so much joy. And being able to create a platform for other artists is always just something that makes me happy. And just sharing work, um, sharing the work of others is just great because there's so many amazing artists that just don't get as much recognition. And... Um, yeah, so that's one of my other passion projects that I'm working on right now. It's wonderful. Community is important. Um, lastly, where can our listeners find your art and stay updated on your latest creations and projects? 
Oh, you can find me on social media sometimes. Arius <laughs> at Arius_space underscore LLC. So at A U E A S S P A C E underscore LLC. And on TikTok, my name is Evolving Diaries. Um, that's more so of a vlog uh, platform where I share more of my life and who I am and, ex- and my experiences throughout everything that I'm doing. Whether it's my traveling, my I do pet care services as well. I love animals, so I post animals on there, and I also share art, and that's my main platform with connecting to other artists. Um, and my website is ariaspace.com. Um, A U R E A S S P A C E dot com. Yep. Wonderful, Miss Aria. I appreciate you taking the time out to have this conversation. I, I learned so many gems. I love your work, and um, I hope you take it as far as you want to take it. Thank you. I'm going for it. There are no limits. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.